I would say to parents, you know what? You can't take shortcuts here. You got to do the hard work of living what you want them to learn. Live what you want your children to learn. You ain't been there, and then you ain't, and you ain't just this or did that. It don't matter. Just love on them. Or love yourself. So you have to go back and love on them. It's okay. Whatever love on them. When you look back on your life, what's one thing you needed to hear your father say? And, um, that's my experience. And I can only go off of whatever I, I've experienced for almost a decade. Persistence. Persistence don't get you where you gotta go. Even through snowstorms, blizzards, and hazardous conditions, Fatherhood Friday's podcast still must go on. Keep your head up, Texas. The sun will shine again. So today, I've had the pleasure of connecting with all the way from New York, uh, Brett Cotter. He is has experience in stress and trauma for over 20 years. He is the founder of Stress Is Gone. Stress Is Gone, which provides life-changing tools, coaching classes to help people heal traumatic memories and overcome fear, stress, and anxiety. Um, allow me to introduce uh, Brett. How are you doing today, man? Chalmer, thank you so much for having me on the show today. Um, I'm doing okay today, and I just want to say my heart goes out to everyone in Texas. And I am happy to hear that you and your family, you know, personally, you guys are getting through it. But I know that there's a lot of families out there that are just in the thick of it right now, and it's really tough. So I'm really um, happy to be here with you today. Well, I appreciate um, you being on as well. Um, I'm here in Texas. You're in New York, so you're you're not, um, you know, new to snow. H how's the weather up there? Because I've heard you guys received some snow as well. Yeah, we've been getting uh, blanketed with snow. This has been the most snowfall that I've I can recall in my life. You know, living in the Northeast, and really, yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, I would say the the driveway. It's like every two days got to be reshoveled three times a day. It seems like at least. And uh, on the side, it's almost like we got, I would say, close to three feet built up on the side. But um, for the most often, it was around 20 to 24 inches. Um, yeah. So it's been, we've been getting a lot of, we've been getting dumped on out here too. But uh, I don't think, but it's not affecting us, our power grids, the way it's affected Texas. Yeah, because, you know, New York, you know, you, you guys are known for having winter seasons. So you have the infrastructure you know, you somewhat know how to prepare for these things versus people in Texas. Some people, this is 
the first time they've seen snow this year. Yeah. So I feel like what Texas is going through um, is, you know, got to be super scary, you know, just from talking to you off the air about, um, you know, with the pipes breaking, not having water, not having heat, worrying about food. You know, these are all core survival things that we need, you know, Um, heat, water and food. So we could only go three days without fresh water. We could go three weeks without food. But heat, you know, without heat, we have a major, major survival issue, right? You know, right there. So this moments like this, and I think back to when uh, Hurricane Sandy happened out here. Um, I was volunteering overall for about nine months in Rockaway, Queens, which was really devastated by Hurricane Sandy. And the first, you know, month or so was in a warming tent where people could get warm, uh, were given blankets and they were given food. So that was like uh, ground zero for, you know, for um, Hurricane Sandy out there in, in Queens. And just the trauma and the um, the fear and the uncertainty was just so deep, you know, and visceral. So I really feel for everybody in Texas and I'm excited to share some um, useful techniques that I shared back then in Hurricane Sandy and in other um, sites, you know, first response sites. Well, well, I'm excited too. And, and, and so, you know, let's just kind of dive right in it and, and pick it apart from, you know, the most simplest level. You know, in, in your opinion, what would you define as stress or trauma? And does it mean the same thing? Yeah, so in the simplest terms, stress to me is just a reaction to a perception of danger. It's fueled by fear and it's perpetuated by worrisome thoughts. Now, trauma is a little different. Trauma is directly or indirectly experiencing a life and death event. Either you felt your life was in danger or you saw someone else's life in possible danger. So all trauma is stress, but not all stress is trauma. And that's the best way I could summarize that. All trauma is stress, but not all stress is trauma. Is it safe for me to say that stress is more on a short-term thing and trauma is on more of a long-term thing? Right. So if you think of stress on like a barometer of zero to 10, right? On a level of 10, like when you're super stressed out, you can't handle it anymore. That's traumatizing, right? And usually, like, let's say if you're in fear of losing your job or you can't afford to pay your bills, your body is worried about surviving that that time, right? Because without the job, without the, the money, you can't pay your bills. Worst case scenario, when you boil it all down to, comes to getting, um, you know, you lose your house, right? And now you're in the street. So your cells are really worried about um, losing it all right? Unconsciously. And it's hitting us. It's overwhelming our brains, our thoughts. Um, So the trauma, when the stress is really high, it can be traumatic, right? Trauma comes back to haunt us through situations like PTSD, but not everybody that is, um, not everybody has to be diagnosed with PTSD to have memories that haunt us and affect us in our everyday life, you know? Um, 
So if there's a traumatic event um, in a car accident, you know, in your teenage years, you might be extra nervous when your spouse is driving the car and there's, you know, another car gets kind of close, right? You might overreact in that situation. So trauma affects our everyday life, all right? A stress reaction that was like a one, two, three, four, or five, that's not going to affect our life down the road. So trauma comes back to haunt us. Stress is just how we're dealing with the environment. Wow. I mean, you, you, you said a lot, you know what I mean? I'm almost kind of sitting back taking notes myself. And, and so considering everything that's going on in, in, in Texas, I mean, even though we're on the other side of it, it's a week later. Um, would you consider this uh, a, a traumatic event or just a, a stressful event? Or does it depend on the person? I, overall, I would consider this a traumatic event. Because okay. if you're worried about your family not having heat, you're in a you're you can see that as a life and death situation. If you don't have a stockpile of wood in the back, uh, in the backyard, and a fireplace to burn it, right? So, or a ton of blankets to keep everybody warm, or have some kind of contingency plan. Um, again, Texas was not set up for this. You know, a lot of people in the Northeast we have generators, right? When the power goes out. So we could still run our, our heaters or, you know, our refrigerators and things like that. So um, this, I feel, what Texas is going through, what I would consider a traumatic event for many, many, many families. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And so, man, what, what, what are some signs that you know you're dealing with, you know, trauma or, or stress? I know for me, Anytime when I'm dealing with trauma, uh, trauma or stress, um, especially stress, I, I have a hard time sleeping through the night. Like I find myself waking up one in the morning and I can't go back to sleep. And so I know that might be a sign, but what are some other signs that you might know? About? That's a great uh, sign right there that we are experiencing a lot of stress. A great barometer also is your emotional state. You know, how are you feeling? Are you upset? Are you angry? Are you anxious? Are you depressed? Those are all signs that you're really stressed. Um, your heart rate is another really good barometer. That's like your body's check engine light, right? If your heart's pounding, that's your body sounding the alarm saying, hey, I'm stressed, you know, help me out, do something about this. Um, so I feel like those are great uh, barometers for stress. Trauma is a little bit different. You could have uh, flashbacks, which could be just, you know, a memory comes back you know once a month and you and, and it's like you know you have your body has a, a visceral reaction when that memory comes to mind um, it could be nightmares or displaced triggers now displaced triggers is when we overact to something that's not a threat because subconsciously it reminds us of a threat and our overreaction is protecting us from something that's not really there okay so that's a sign that there's some trauma going on similar like when a, a combat veteran comes back from war and a car backfires that usually triggers an intense reaction within a veteran or if we experience some kind of abandonment issue as a child from one of our parents and then later on in life that translates into fear of commitment or fear of intimacy because we're afraid our love is going to leave and the illusion is that the source of our love is outside ourselves so yeah, these things, tra trauma kind of like, you have to connect the dots to see where it's stemming from. And then you could handle it once you go down the rabbit hole and work with the energy inside the memory. 
Wow. Wow. Okay. So you've been dealing, you know, in, in this realm for, you know, 20 plus years or so, you know, as I kind of deviate from, from uh, the questions, how did it all start for you? What, what made you want to get into this, this world of, of stress and trauma and trying to help people overcome it? So my own stress and trauma, I had a, a desire to overcome it. And just like anytime a person goes through a change, it's usually from a burning desire inside themselves, right? That a change happens. So um, from my parents' divorce when I was six, I um, had a situation where my father wasn't around for a number of years, right? Let's say from six to nine. And that was traumatic for me, right? So some fear of abandonment set in there, which then changed into anger and then changed into jealousy in how I was relating to women in my teenage years and in my 20s. So I found myself age 27. I had the job I wanted, the car, the dog, the girlfriend, the place. And, um, and I was still jealous. And my jealousy was messing up the relationship once again. So I had a burning desire to get a hold of that jealousy to understand it and let it go. So that's what I did. So back then I got into transcendental meditation and then my um, path evolved from there. I met three really influential teachers that taught me that my answers reside deep inside myself. So they all kind of pushed me inward to introspect. And um, yeah, over the years I learned a lot from them and then took it on my own, creating stresses gone and creating real processes that anyone can grab a hold of to understand themselves better and to let go of those original traumatic memories and relationships so they could be more authentically real themselves in the environment. That's good, man. That's good. And, and so, you know, bringing it back to now, right? You know, I have listeners here in Texas in different various cities. And so they might be listening like, okay, so what am I supposed to do now, Brett? You know, my, my pipes are frozen. My roof might have caved in. I'm having a hard time finding food because, you know, the stores are back open, but they're still out of dairy and, and, and meats and different things. And so I'm still in survival mode. What what tips or or techniques can you give me to help me alleviate some, some of the stress or, or even trauma I'm going through in this right. time? Right. Great question. And what I've learned from being involved in other disaster sites and situations where there's first responders and and really a lot of trauma happening is that that's not the time to go down the rabbit hole, right? And figure out where, what your original traumas are, okay? What we need to do is damage control. So the two things that are most important right now for people in Texas or, you know, in the future when there's another um, disaster that happens, right, is number one, practice stress stopper breath work. This is the easiest way to shut off your body's fight or flight reaction and activate your body's relaxation response. It takes some practice, but in about a month, you'll be able to shut off your stress in seconds. So I just want to walk us both through that right now. If we could do that together, that would be great. So okay, no anytime problem. you're stressed, the first thing I want you to do is take your right hand and touch the tension in your body. For me, that's usually my chest. So I always put my hand there. The next step is start breathing deep and slow. 
So right now you might have your hand on your chest or your stomach, wherever you feel the stress. And now you're breathing deep and slow. And the third step is once per breath, you silently say, I'm okay. All right. So you would breathe deep and slow, but you would do it slower than that. Right. If you say the mantra too quick, it can cause anxiety. So the breath is the delivery system into the cells that are tense and you breathe deep and slow. And the cadence sounds like this breathing in. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Breathe it out. Breathing in again. I'm okay. Right. And after about four or five repetitions of that, you're going to start to feel the tension released from your body. So as I'm talking, I just encourage you to do a few more repetitions on your own. The cool thing about this technique is you do it clandestinely. You don't even need to say the words out loud. I've coached, you know, executives that are in board meetings and they're doing this and no one knows they're doing it. And it's a way to keep your mind clear and your body calm. All right. So I, I was just curious. I know you probably only got about four repetitions with it. Usually it takes about a minute your first time doing it to feel the technique work. Um, did you start to feel anything in your body at all? Uh, I started to feel um, some tingling, tingling feelings. And I started to feel um, just more, more calm. And I believe that, you know, like you said, those deep breaths allows your body to get back in some sort of rhythm. Would you agree? Absolutely. And science has proven that the deep, slow breath will manually switch gears from stress to rest. Um, The touch is very important. With my 20 years experience understanding stress, the tension you receive, the tension you feel in your body while you're stressed, that's where all the related tension to that trigger is located in your body. Okay, so when you touch the stressed out cells with your calm cells in your hand, there's a transference of energy. Okay, so we're not only using the breath, we're using the touch. And then the mantra is very important as well. It's like the icing on the cake. So I meditated on for years trying to figure out, you know, the stress reaction and what the core logic of it is. And that's our fight or flight reaction. And I found that the core logic built into the fight or flight reaction is I must run or fight to stay alive. So when that core logic starts to experience the touch, the breath, and then it hears the logic, I'm okay. It throws a big monkey wrench into your whole stress cycle, right? And that's that tingling. So you felt the tingling in about 20 seconds. But if you gave the technique one to two minutes, I guarantee all the um, tension in your body will release. Your mind gets really clear and your body becomes very calm emotionally. So this is, um, I feel it's like a life preserver. We can throw ourselves anytime we get stressed, anxious, depressed, um, any imbalance in, in emotion. And right now I feel it's very important for folks in Texas to grab a hold of this technique and practice it. I recommend people practice it the first thing in the morning and then when you go to sleep at night. Because as you mentioned earlier, one of the first signs that you're stressed or under a lot of stress is you can't fall asleep. Okay. The stress in your body is not letting your mind relax. It's just cycling through those worrisome thoughts. Okay. But when you start to do this technique and get good at it, 
and give yourself the muscle memory of it, your body knows what's happening and you knock out within five minutes. Okay. Now there's another technique um, for folks that are having trouble sleeping that I wanted to share real quick, if that's all right. Yeah. All right, great. So before you do the stress stopper breath work, when you're before you lay down, if you're under a lot of stress, I want you to write out your three most repetitive worrisome thoughts on a piece of paper, right? And then on the other side of the paper, you write down three simple solutions, like super simple solutions, right? Um, on the other side of the paper. And you just look at it, okay? Okay. Then you're gonna shut the light off if you have power and you're gonna close your eyes. You're gonna do stress stopper breath work, one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly button. All right. Now, when you write down your three biggest repetitive worrisome thoughts, and then you write down three simple solutions, subconsciously your brain is excited and they're like, oh, great, he's on top of it or she's on top of it, right? The problem is when we we're not conscious of what those thoughts are, your brain's always sending you those thoughts until you receive the message. So it's almost like by writing them down and, and writing down a very simple solution or a very simple thing you're gonna do to address it the next day, your brain's gonna look at that and say, okay, he's on top of it. Consciously he's on top of it. I don't have to set the alarm anymore, okay? So that helps and that's a really big um, quick fix for getting to sleep at night. And if you have any questions on that or if you want me to expand upon anything before we get into the next section, feel free and ask. Well, I have I have a question um, because I think some people would would say like, okay, am I am I being reactive by doing this? What can I do proactive to avoid, you know, uh, my stress levels elevating? Would you do the same thing? Right. So this is like duct tape. It's really good duct tape. Right. And anyone that's a mechanic or a carpenter knows that you don't want to use duct tape. You want to use the right tools, the right, the right equipment, the right nails. So this stressed upper breath work is like the best duct tape we have for this epidemic um, of stress. Right. Stress is the number one. Well, before COVID, stress was the number one killer in our country. Heart disease. Right. So stress really is a tremendous problem throughout the world. OK. It causes a myriad of issues. So stressed out for breath work kind of gets you one step ahead of stress. Now, right now, this is even more important for people in Texas. Okay. And anyone that feels overly stressed, anxious, and really depressed too. It's a simple process I call stress expressions okay. that allows you to vent your anxiety. Okay. Right now, when I think back to how um, Hurricane Sandy was and stuff, you know, what there was gas shortages, we couldn't get gas, you know, it was like five hour lines, people were fighting, you know, the gas stations. Um, and it was just really tough, right? Um, there was no power. It was just, it was pretty insane. And I, and I feel like Texas is going through that, but even worse. So the quick way to vent out your anxiety that's been accumulating and building and causing tension in your body is to fill in the blank on these four um, statements. And if we could go through okay. it together now, I think this could help you listeners that are feeling anxious right now. So the first statement that you're going to fill the blank in is right now I'm feeling a lot of tension in my, and that could be your stomach, your chest, your heart, 
and I want you to put your hand there. Okay. The next statement is, I feel completely overwhelmed with, and then you fill in the blank with the dominant emotion, right? It could be anxiety. The third statement is, the scariest part of all of this is, and you fill in the blank, right? The scariest part could be that you don't know when it's going to end. Okay. Okay. And then the fourth statement is, my biggest fear is, and then you fill in the blank. Right. And that could be your biggest fear is it's never going to end. We're not going to get out of it. Um, my relative that needs medical care and, you know, a hospital might be having power issues. Right. All these really big, scary unknowns. Now, when you get in touch with your biggest fear and it's on the table, right, you will start to unlock and release all of the built up accumulated anxiety because your unconscious fear is now consciously on the table, okay? Now, when that happens, that's a little bit traumatic in itself. You might start to cry, you might start to tear up, you might start to feel a lot of emotion, okay? Okay. Now, when that happens, there's a few things we could say to unlock and release the fear and the tension from the body, all right? And here's where, um, this is where my one-on-one coaching program comes in. I don't do this in my corporate classes, or uh, larger scale, you know, classes. But when I do my one-on-one coaching and I'm getting people through those core fears and all the emotions on the table, right? Then we work through these affirmations, right? So together we would repeat, and you could try saying this right after me. Um, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Unlock and release. Unlock and release. All the tension. All the tension. In my chest. From my chest. Right. If that was the area, then you would say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Unlock and release. Unlock and release. All the fear. All the fear. From inside me. From inside me. And then you start breathing deep and slow. And you start doing stress stopper breath work again to regain some inner balance. Okay. And you start to feel the airflow coming in through your nose, moving down your throat. And you imagine it moving through the anxiety and the tension, unlocking it from the inside out, right? So your hand is touching the anxiety on the outside where you feel the tension, but the breath is unlocking it from the inside as you follow your breath with your mind and just imagine the breath moving through that inner tension, that inner pain. And it starts to unravel and unlock and release as you do another few minutes of that breath work. So that's really how I help people unlock anxiety. That's the quickest way that I know to how to vent the anxiety. And it really activates your body's relaxation response really quick. And so what what I'm hearing is that this not only can be a technique, but it actually can be a, a discipline, a part of your everyday life. Absolutely. So what this does is it, it might not turn the power on in the external environment, but it connects you with your power on the internal environment, right? And it clears your mind. Now, when you're stressed, your own divine wisdom does not have a chance to get through to your conscious mind because your conscious mind is flooded with stressful, worrisome thoughts. It's just static, right? Um, it's like having a lot of clouds in the sky. And when you do this technique, it blows the clouds out of the way so you can see the sunlight, 
And in those moments, when you clear your mind and your body's calm, you could then pose the question to yourself, what is the best course of action? What is the best way to handle the situation? With a clear mind is when you could get the best results from any situation that you're in. I remember when there was no gas um, after Hurricane Sandy, where I was in Queens and Brooklyn. And okay. I, you know, I, I practice these techniques on a regular basis. And I was like, what's the best way to get gas? I'm like, should I go get, you know, borrow my friends, uh, all my friends' gas cans and my gas cans and show up and wait in line? And I'm like, no, I'm just going to get out of the city. I drove 35 minutes north of Manhattan on the New York State Thruway, and there was no lines. I went at three in the morning. There was no one at the gas stations at that point in that location. And um, I went there with three of my buddies. We all filled up and we filled up on some gas cans and we were good. You know what I mean? But if I didn't have the ability to clear my mind, to calm my body, to pose the question deep inside of me, you know, to access the next level of intellect that we all have inside of us, then I probably would have just fell into the trap of what everybody else was doing. I probably wouldn't have had the idea to go outside the box. And I feel that surviving in these times, we have to be very flexible and open-minded and keep our priorities straight. And I and I would agree with that. And, and, and you know, you, you, you're definitely um, saying a lot. And I like the idea of understanding the science of how our body works but also adding a, a spiritual component to it and calling on the spirit of God <coughs> to help you because that's what the spirit of God is, a helper to help you bring yourself back to a place of calmness, bring yourself back to a place of maybe not perfection, but balance in order to make a wise decisions. Right. And I'll tell you something that I use now. And, and again, I've been in this game for a minute. So the tools and the techniques I use on myself, you know, I share. And I would say in the last two years, I've really gotten good at this, even with like triggers between me and my son, um, me and my wife, I try to use this and remember this um, as much as humanly possible, but really it's changed my relationship with my son in a really good way in the last two years. Um, anytime I get triggered when something's going on between us, I immediately think of God for just like a few seconds before I open my mouth. Um, because I found over the years prior, whenever I reacted strong and I was trying, you know, I was in a stress reaction and I was trying to get a message across, but my mannerisms and my, my energy was all stressed. He never took away the message I wanted him to get. Even if I repeated it like three times, he just took that I was angry he just took that, um, like the worst things that came out of my mouth. That's what he remembered. So I was like, man, I got to switch this up. You know what I mean? And really just focusing on God first, that would be like 30 seconds. But now it's like three seconds. If something triggers me. I feel the trigger in my chest. I just think of God. And then my whole demeanor is different. And my interaction with him is very clean. And it changes our dynamic. It changes our chemical um, like kind of karma between us, between our stress reactions. It like, again, throws a monkey wrench, not only in my stress, but in how I was relating to him. So I feel it's brought a, a lot more, um, 
soil to grow love and more nurturing and more parenting the way that I wanted to parent him all along. Yeah, and I'm reminded of the quote by uh, Maya Angelou that said, you often don't remember uh, situations or things, but you remember how it made you feel. And I'm not quoting that verbatim, but to your point, it's, you know what I mean? You can have instruction, you can have um, words of wisdom, but it's the feeling that people remember more than the actual what you're saying. Right, the feeling you give them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so, man, man, this has been great. I, I um, enjoy you coming on today. And so I know we could spend and go another hour, um, but I want to leave you, you know, with one more final question. You know, if you were to leave one thing with, with today's uh, episode or someone that's listening, especially the people here in Texas, what would that be? To breathe deeply and slowly to access that inner wisdom. That's what I would want to leave with everyone from Texas. Breathe deeply and slowly, touch the tension, embrace the pain, and just doing those actions and saying, I'm okay, right? Once per breath, that's going to unlock and release the tension. This tension causes uh, trouble and pain and things in our body. And we could sidestep all of that, right? Now, you guys are in a really tough situation, but unlock it on the inside. And this way you could handle it to the best of your ability on the outside. Gotcha. All right. Okay. And so if, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, if they wanted to find you or, or, or any of the, your materials, how, how would they go about that's great uh so just go to brettcotter.com b-r-e-t-t-c-o-t-t-e-r.com there's a um break free from anxiety button that pops right up i would love for you to click it four videos will be emailed to you and four guided meditations they are deeply relaxing they will help uh you master the tools and techniques that we discussed today feel everyone in Texas could really benefit from this and also anyone that's under a lot of stress. And then from that page, from brettcotter.com, you could also get to my YouTube page and click on any of the videos about anxiety, about corona virus anxiety, you know, pandemic anxiety. And I literally walk you guys through everything that we discussed. Well, I mean, you heard it first, dads, fathers, men, women alike. Breathe, take a deep breath, touch the tension, tell yourself it's going to be okay. I'm reminded of the scripture that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so as we speak these words of affirmation to ourselves in this tough, tough time, it becomes more of our reality. And here's more reason why you should donate to Fatherhood Fridays for stories, for information, Uh, just like this episode today. And you can do that by going to my website, www.fatherhoodfridays.com. Click on the tab that says support. And you can donate anywhere from monthly subscription of uh, $9.99 to $4.99. You can also find me on the website as well as all social media platforms. 
last thing you can do for me as a favor to me, like I always say, listen, follow, and reshare. Until next time, this has been another episode of Fatherhood Fridays with your host, Chalmer, and we are signing off with Stress is Gone meditation teacher, Brett Cotter. Talk to you later, man. And here's a sneak peek into next week's Fatherhood Friday episode. Ten minutes a day of intermittent silence, you give your brain ten minutes rest a day. And this is just the beginning um, of uh, looking or a journey to the inside of you or me or whoever does it. Um, it is uh, it's quite refreshing, uh, Jamar, once you do it. <laughs>